From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. A grand jury has decided eight Akron police officers will not face charges in connection with last year's deadly shooting of Jalen Walker. The 25-year-old black man was shot and killed by police after an attempted traffic stop and chase. Officials confirmed 94 shots were taken at Walker during the incident. Over 140 items of evidence were taken in for the investigation. That includes multiple police body cameras and ODOT traffic cameras. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost. I grieve the loss of this promising young life, although I recognize that no words of mine can offer much comfort to his family. I do hope they will find some comfort in this. Ohio is unified today in mourning the loss of their son and family member. During Walker's autopsy, the coroner noted 46 gunshot wounds. They also noted there were no drugs nor alcohol in Walker's system. Democratic Congresswoman Amelia Sykes says she will call for the U.S. Department of Justice to begin an investigation into the Akron Police Department. I was born here. I was raised here. I chose to serve my community. And I'm not going to run away from this challenge. None of us will. And I'm asking all of you to stand up with us and stand up for Jalen and make sure that we have justice, not only for him, but sons all across this country. Today, Akron Public Schools canceled classes and the University of Akron held all classes online out of concern over protests in the city. The Akron Fraternal Order of Police released a statement following the decision by the grand jury. ONN's Jim Donovan in Cleveland reports. It reads in part, quote, This incident is a tragedy for our entire community, including the family of Jalen Walker, as well as the officers involved. Many officers work their entire career without discharging their weapon. A split-second decision to use lethal force is one that every police officer hopes he or she will never be forced to make. Each and every officer involved cooperated fully with an independent investigation conducted by the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation. I'm Jim Donovan. The CEO of Norfolk Southern testifying before the Ohio Senate for the first time today. More from ONN's Tracy Townsend. Alan Shaw is the CEO of the company behind that toxic train derailment in East Palestine back in February. Shaw confirmed the company has 27,000 tons of toxic waste from the site. He says the environmental cleanup is a priority in the response right now. Last week, we achieved a major milestone in the remediation process by completing excavation of the impacted soil beneath the removed south track. We will not stop until the job is done. And Shaw also mentioned he sold stock and set up a scholarship fund for seniors at East Palestine. I'm Tracy Townsend. Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown was back in East Palestine yesterday. He met with people to discuss their ongoing concerns. More and more people are getting sick. Uh, More and more people are wondering how they get life back to normal. The federal government filed a lawsuit against Norfolk Southern last month, seeking fines and to hold the company accountable for the derailment. Ohio State football's offensive coordinator Brian Hartline is now home from the hospital after a UTV crash over the weekend at his home in Delaware County, north of Columbus. 
ONN's Andrew Kinsey has details. A potential charge of driving while under the influence of alcohol was listed in a redacted report on the incident. A statement from The Ohio State University Department of Athletics says Hartline confirmed with the sheriff's office on Sunday saying he was driving. Hartline's name does not appear on the redacted report. The passenger told deputies at the scene that he and another man were the only two in the UTV and that there were no other witnesses to the rollover crash. The deputy's report says that man admitted to medics that he had been drinking that night. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Republicans upset with former President Donald Trump's indictment are escalating their war on the prosecutor who charged him, trying to embarrass Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg on his home turf, partly by falsely portraying New York City as a place overrun by crime. ONN's Dave James has more. The House Judiciary Committee, led by Congressman Jim Jordan of Urbana, held a field hearing near Bragg's office to examine what he called the Democrats' pro-crime, anti-crime policies. Jordan says New York City has lost its way in fighting crime and upholding the law, adding that the scales of justice are weighed down by politics. Jordan said, quote, For the district attorney, justice isn't blind. It's about advancing opportunities to promote a political agenda, a radical political agenda, unquote. Democrats said the hearing was a partisan stunt aimed at amplifying conservative anger at Bragg. Dave James, I went in news. The push to raise Ohio's minimum wage is getting new momentum as an Ohio ballot board cleared a proposal, meaning voters could soon decide the future of minimum wage. More from ONN's Amy Steigerwald. The next step in this process, the group Raise the Wage Ohio will have to collect more than 400,000 signatures to officially send this to Ohio voters. If those signatures are gathered and submitted by July 5th, Ohio voters will officially decide if the minimum wage should go up. As it stands right now, the proposed amendment from Raise the Wage Ohio would bump up Ohio's minimum wage to $12.75 by 2025 and $15 an hour by 2026. In downtown Columbus, Amy Stuggerwald. In Northwest Ohio, interviews are underway with candidates for the position of superintendent of schools in Bowling Green. ONN's Amanda Fay in Toledo has the story. According to the Sentinel Tribune, the list of candidates includes school leaders from Pike Delta York, Liberty Benton, Sylvania Northview, and Napoleon. An HR director from the Akron area and an assistant superintendent from outside of Columbus are also on the list. Current superintendent Francis Scrucci announced his retirement back in January. He'll continue to work through July. I'm Amanda Fay. The state legislature is crafting Governor Mike DeWine's proposed two-year budget to its liking, including his plan to improve reading among Ohio's kids. ONN's Kevin Landers in Columbus reports. Governor Mike DeWine has said publicly that it's important to focus on early childhood literacy. His budget sets aside $162 million for science of reading proposal. It would also support 100 literacy coaches in schools and districts. We've got 40% of third graders that are not reading where they should be reading. They're not up to where they should be. Now, that's a, that's a huge number in, in Ohio. I'm Kevin Landers. It remains to be seen who will lead the Ohio State football team across the field this year. Here's ONN's Dom Tiberi. We were hoping to see the quarterbacks, Kyle McCord and Devin Brown, battle it out in the spring game on Saturday. But Brown didn't play because of that injured finger on his throwing hand. Now the competition will go into the fall. But these two guys are actually rooting for each other. That's someone who I know I can share some of my experiences with. So the moment we stepped on campus, we bonded right away. So that's my guy. Me and Kyle are going to push each other no matter what. We're always trying to get each other better. And, you know, we want the best man to win. We're going to force each other to be at our best. And that's what the team needs. I'm Dom Tiberi. 
And over the weekend, the Navy held a special ceremony for the future USS Cleveland. ONN's Stephanie Haney has more from the ship's namesake. Right now, the ship is in Wisconsin, and next year it comes here to Cleveland. That's where it will be officially commissioned as a military ship. From there, the USS Cleveland will head to Florida to become part of the Navy's fleet. This is the fourth time a Navy vessel has been named in honor of our city. I'm Stephanie Haney. Special thanks to our affiliates, WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network. 